and welcome back. Once again, we are at Jurassic Park and Watch to watch an episode of El Poder de l'Amour. And as the episode comes up, we open with a scrolling text bar against a black screen that just says, Previously. And we get a couple of scenes from seasons past. The first scene we get is this very dramatic shot of the silver mine collapsing, and Felipe Castillo is outside and being like held back by some of the workers as his brother Fernando Castillo is still inside the mine as it collapses. Uh, Servador, what, what scene do we get there? What we're gonna get is Servador walking through a graveyard holding a wrapped bundle, and then oh, there's gonna like be a picture of an open grave with a, like a grizzled old grave digger standing next to it. Servador is gonna hand the grizzled old grave, <laughs> grave digger the package, and they're gonna put it into the grave. We follow that up with a shot of Felipe kissing his wife Imelda Castillo before she gets on a plane, and that dissolves into him gripping a newspaper with the headline, Plane Crashes, No Survivors. Last time on, it's going to be a shot of me with our family attorney manipulating to have my name put onto the family deed to the land where the silver mines are. We follow that up with a shot of Rodolfo Medina, the, the priest uh, of St. Anthony of Padua, kneeling amidst a large group of votive candles, and they all go out at once. We're going to have a shot of Andrea and Marcel in the uh, police station. And Marcel tells Andrea that he will tell the entire family her deep, dark past unless she helps him figure out exactly which one of the family is Moonlight Steel. And we actually follow that up with a scene of Moonlight Steel standing in an alleyway in like the pouring rain and there's like three unconscious goons at his feet and we pan over his shoulder and we see Arturo Bravo like moving towards him and like hesitantly beginning to lift Steel's mask. And then title credits. We start on a white sand beach with a yacht in the distance, and we zoom in to that yacht to see a hand gripping the railing so hard that it bends. Drea will be sitting in a security room with a whole bunch of TV security systems, looking longingly at a shot of Ignacio. Pull back from that uh, and through one of the screens to see the slow motion shot of petals falling off of a rose. Rosa looking in a mirror and then seeing a hooded figure over her shoulder and then turning dramatically in her hair flutters in front of the camera as she faces an unknown person. And we move over Rosa's shoulder and through the mirror and then we turn around to see that same mirror and Ignacio in front of it holding a picture of Felipe Castillo and then he hurls it at the mirror shattering them both. So we're going to switch to an image of Servador cleaning off the shards of the mirror. The door's going to close in the background and Servador is going to lift up a rug and hold up a gun. Through the window where we see the moon rising over the Castillo estate reflected in the ocean behind it. We open up uh, with a slow motion shot uh, over a very downbeat kind of song as the lights come back up in the church of St. Anthony of Padua. And we see Felipe Castillo with this like gaping bullet wound in his chest. Uh, and there's just like blood suffusing through his shirt. And obviously this is like TV gaping, right? So it's like a little hole in the shirt and then just a bunch of red. Mm -hmm. But he looks shocked uh, and he's like reaching out towards Rosa uh, and he like grabs, I think like her veil as he's falling. And then he is out on the floor and there's this huge pool of blood just spreading around and 
probably way more blood than is actually in a human body, but it's for the shot, you understand. And all we hear is like church bells kind of like going in the background. But I do want to get a couple of like those silent, like slow motion reaction shots. And I want to start with Andrea. Isn't Andrea still pinning Servidor to the ground as far as I know? That was where you were. So you heard that gunshot and the lights come back up and you see Felipe like grabbing Rosa and like falling and like the blood. And, and what is what is that like slow motion reaction shot? Andrea is basically going to uh, stumble off of Servidor and kind of like reach out her hand and lunge toward Felipe, but is, is nowhere near him. So we see Ignacio, like, leap out of his seat, and he's, like, rushing towards uh, Felipe as he falls. Servidor, what is the reaction shot after Andrea, like, stumbles off of you and towards Felipe? What does that shot look like? So the way I imagine this is Servidor's face is going to be completely devoid of emotion. Uh, Servidor is going to sit up, look at it, and just sort of stare into it. Then look away real quick. And as that happens, we can also see Father Medina, like, moving down the aisles, and Arturo Bravo... Uh, jumps up and they're both moving towards uh, Felipe and Rosa. When he pulls the veil off, my updone hairdo beautifully cascades down from my head to my shoulders. And I, I scream, Father! And like hold his head in my lap as my wedding dress becomes soaked with what was formerly his insides and now his outsides. <laughs> blood? I Just blood? <laughs> blood. That is too blood. crude to say blood. Oh, okay. No, it's okay. No, I like that. Like, the crimson is, like, flowing up the uh, the wedding dress as, like... Yeah, like, on my knees and... Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's on my it's on my white gloved hands. And we dissolve from that to a hospital waiting room. And as we open up on this scene, we can see Arturo and Ignacio kind of like off in the corner. They're having some kind of discussion that looks kind of heated, almost like an argument. Uh, we see Ophelia, the youngest Castillo, uh, just like sobbing in one of those little waiting room chairs. And how are the three of you doing? First off, uh, are you at the hospital or have you not come? I imagine I am not there. I imagine I'm probably at, like, the police station. No, no, this is, this is a telenovela. We don't arrest people for attempted murder. Ah, uh, I see. I, I would I would disagree with that. Uh, we're not arresting Servidor, but Servidor is definitely uh, has been taken into custody by Andrea. Okay, that would make more sense. So yes. Andrea is questioning Servidor. Yes, okay. but still, uh, we are still in the family estate. We're not going to a police station. We're... We're in the security room at the family estate. That that makes more sense. I would be at the hospital. I would not have changed. I'd still be in my blood-soaked <laughs> wedding dress. Some gentleman, I'm sure, will have draped uh, a coat over my shoulders, like a, a, a sport jacket. I, I think I think it should be Ignacio. I think you should be like wearing like Ignacio's like suit jacket from the wedding, right? Because family. Yeah, exactly. And he would have put it over my shoulders. So I'm wearing my blood-stained wedding dress with my brother's jacket on top. I actually want to cut from that because we have a questioning going on, and I feel like that's a pretty a pretty interesting place to to pick up. So, Andrea and Servador, uh, Andrea, you are questioning Servador at the Castillo Estate in the like security room, which I assume has you know like a lock on the door, and it it probably looks way more secure than it really should for you know just a, a wealthy family. But yeah, let's let's get that. How's that going? So, uh, Servador is going to be uh, tied crudely to like a wooden chair. Uh, never mind that I can easily be broken. Andrea is standing, not sitting, across a table from Servidor, and she uh, has a Servidor's gun on the table. And Andrea takes the gun and picks it up and says, this gun is a fake. This is just a toy gun. 
why did you do this? How did you do this? It seems like you're establishing something. You're revealing a shocking truth. Uh, it almost seems like that, uh, <laughs> that that gun is a fake, uh, which is a flashback move. It's a nerf gun. That is a flashback right? move. Yeah, it is a flashback move. It's called reveal a shocking truth. Am I trying to do a flashback for me or Servidor? You're just flashing back to reveal a shocking truth about another PC. So this is actually one of my favorite moves because it makes you mark multiple conditions. So first off, you mark a condition, then you roll with conditions marked, and then you mark a condition. Okay. So go ahead and mark a condition and then roll with your conditions marked. I'm going to mark Vicious. Seems fair. Uh, And then how many conditions do you have marked at that point? Two. I rolled an 11, so that's going to be a 13. So I get to choose two of these things. But first you mark another condition. Sweet. You're close to meltdown. I am close to meltdown. That makes perfect sense right now. Andrea has failed in her her <laughs> one mission of protecting this family. Felipe did get shot in the chest right in front of you. Yeah, that's that's definitely on Andrea. Um, so obviously uh, Andrea has unequivocal evidence that this is true. That's not hard to establish. The gun isn't real. (laughs) Andrea knows that. (laughs) Um, And for my second one, oh man, what would that... They're both good options. They are, (laughs) and I'm just not sure which direction I want to go with this. I don't know who I would introduce. A shocking new character. I guess it depends on what you're trying to do by revealing this. I I don't know, like, I don't see how introducing a new character here is that interesting. I feel like the other one, Shocking Truth, gives you rightful claim to something. The value is more interesting, because I feel like, at this point, Andrea would want to try and, like, take manipulative control of Servidor in some way. So, I'm gonna throw a suggestion out here. Yeah, please. Because my employer, Felipe, is currently in the hospital, you could take control of my employment. If you want to control me, that would be something that I value. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one. Andrea is going to uh, put her both palms down on the table and lean towards Servidor and say, um, "I don't know what you did or why you did it, but I want to make one thing very clear, you robot scum. You work for me now, and until this is all figured out, you're gonna do whatever I say." <laughs> That's amazing. It is worth noting that on a hit, the news is staggering, and before mm-hmm. they act against you, they must act with desperation. Yes, I must. So, Servador, how do you react? I'm going to sort of look down at the gun. My eyes are going to sort of dart back and forth, and I'm going to look back up. If the gun is fake, what do you have on me? <gasps> this is my attempt to act with, des- act with desperation here. We're going to roll that, but I want to hang on to the result for a second, so go ahead and roll it. What are your questions for that? Are you doing this for love? I did this entire thing... You know, this entire thing is for Rosa, in my mind at least. So I'm going to say yes to that. Okay. Am I doing this for vengeance? Like, I I think I did this entire act to, you know, get back at the people that were harming Rosa. At least that's, that was my initial thought about this, if that makes sense. No, I mean, that makes sense in in the context of what was going on there. Like, I haven't personally been wronged, but, you know, Felipe and Marcel and all these people. And then my, my question is always, are you in over your head? And I think that's definitely true. Feels like it might be. And then because I am cornered, I get an additional plus one to act with desperation. So that's that's as good as you can get on that roll. Yes. And it's it's lucky thing. I rolled a six on the dice. Uh, so that brings you up to a ten there on the act with desperation. And we will hang on to that, uh, holding it together and how that plays out for just a second. Because I want to get over to the hospital waiting room. We see Arturo and Ignacio turn away from each other. And Ignacio, like, storms down the hallway. Rosa, what are you up to? I think I would be talking with the doctor while they're having their discussions and finding out, like, 
what is wrong, how serious these injuries are. Been playing the sad and upset daughter routine that I've perfected over all these years. I, I have a tissue with me dabbing at my, my eyes delicately. So what they tell you uh, is that Felipe has been shot in the heart. <laughs> what? Yes, he has been shot in the heart. Uh, he is currently in surgery in critical condition. But who's to blame? The, the doctor, of course, in, in a telenovela fashion, dramatically takes off his glasses, puts them in his lab coat, and he says, I don't want to get your hopes up. He has very severe injuries, but we're going to do the best we can. Thank you, doctor. We would only hire the best doctor for this family, and I knew we couldn't have chosen better than you. And I think at this point, uh, Ophelia, from where she's been kind of like sobbing in the corner, stands up and like wipes her eyes and like motions at you. You never, you've been fighting with him for years. Don't pretend to be sad now. This is what you've always wanted, isn't it? Oh. All right, I'm going to strike out at someone. <laughs> I'm going to verbally strike out and verbally put her in her place and remind her exactly who she is in this situation and who she's addressing. I'm going to turn to her, you know, obviously still in my blood-stained wedding dress. On the day of my wedding, my father is shot in front of my eyes and you choose now to question my family loyalty after everything I have done for this family and for him. How dare you? And yes, now let's let's go over those questions. Have you caught them off guard? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I I don't know because I, mean, I, I feel like I feel like she kind of came at you and now you're just like returning that. At her, yeah, she so came at me first, so I feel like she did. So I don't think you've caught her off guard. Yeah. They she has just wronged me. I have a six. Granted, I don't think, uh, given that you're Ladonia, I don't think you're keeping your hands clean. I mean, they're literally dirty. They're covered with blood. Do you have any That's conditions? Fair. I have one zealous, so I have plus one to demand what you deserve and minus two to act desperately so that doesn't impact me. So it's a six. That's fine. That's a fail, right? Yeah. Uh, So so Ophelia kind of like squares herself up as you're like, you know, yelling at her. And I think, uh, oh yeah, no, this is a telenovela. I think she slaps you just like right across the face. Oh no! I wouldn't be surprised if you shot him yourself. I mean, look at you. You're literally covered in his blood. You never wanted to marry Marcel, and he was pushing for it. You may not have pulled the trigger, but I think your hands are all over this thing. And I think she, like, pushes past you. And before before we jump for a second, you have two schemes. And one of the things that Ladonia can do uh, at the beginning of a session is abandon one of their schemes to pick up another one. Uh, I'm going to pick a new one. So I'm moving away from keep them apart. Okay, so you're no longer interested in keeping Andrea and Ignacio apart. Yeah, I'm going to do seize property. Choose a known property. You've secretly secured legal control of this property. When you move in to take it, the law will back you. And what is that property? Um, The family estate. I like that. So you have secretly uh, put your name on the deed to the Castillo estate. So let's bounce back over, speaking of the Castillo estate, to Servador and Andrea. It's probably been a little bit, but Servador, you acted with desperation to act against Andrea. How are you acting against Andrea? So the way I see this is I'm basically just rejecting Andrea's offer here. I'm just going to like cross my arms and turn my head to the side and just shove whatever's on the table back to Andrea and like, you don't control me. My loyalty belongs only to the Castillos. Andrea, what's up? <laughs> Andrea is going to uh, pull up a chair from the side of the room and sit down in front of Servador. Fine. You want to keep your independence and be responsible for whatever it is that you did? That's fine if you're willing to roll those dice. But you need to tell me 
why you crashed that wedding like you did and why you came in with a paintball gun. <laughs> that feels like demanding what you deserve, which is the truth. Okay. Yeah, I can dig that. Uh, mm-hmm. So go ahead and demand what you deserve. So what are your questions? Are you offering something of value in return? I did not in that statement. Well, I don't know. You kind of did because you're offering servitors like freedom and independence. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. That could be something of value. That's how I interpreted that's good. it. Yeah. Because I'm going to need something to this role because it's going to be bad. Do they love you in this moment? No. No, no, no. <laughs> My question as El Caballero, are you handling things without guile and head on? I, I actually feel like that's a yes. I think this is pretty straightforward. It's at least straightforward for a head of security. Yeah, like you're, you're not dancing around things. You're like, you tell me what's going I on. I want the right information. Now, right? I'll give you something for it. Just tell me what's going on. And then uh, I have a negative two to the roll because I am currently cornered straight roll. I rolled an eight. So Servidor, you can choose one thing off that list. What do you want to choose? You know what? I'm going to refuse and escalate. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you will mark a condition. What are, what are you going to mark? And then how are you going to escalate? I suppose I'm going to mark hopeless at this juncture. That's fair. Because it seems to fit the best here. You know, you're leaning out. I'm going to lean back on the table. I'm not giving you nothing. You can do whatever you want to me, but I will never tell you what I know. Yeah. <laughs> Is there coffee in here? Can I throw coffee on a drink? Uh, you know what? You know, sure. I didn't get to throw drinks on anyone in the last episode, so. That's, that's fair. That's throw fair. a drink in your face. Andrea definitely had a cup of coffee. The question is, your, your hands are currently tied behind your back. Are you gonna, like, break out of those ropes in order to, like. You are a, a robot say, built yes. for villainy. You could just snap those dramatically at this Pop. point. That's, a, that's an escalation by itself. That's that's what I was going for, yeah. So Servador snaps his bonds and throws coffee in your face, Andrea. And at that point, I want to get back over to the hospital for a second. Uh, we have a short scene of some of a of a surgery. So we have like three surgeons working around uh, the the form of Felipe Castillo and like privacy screen so we don't actually see like the open heart surgery right but like we hear the the gentle beeping of the of the monitors uh and like medical jargon from the surgeons and then the hospital is rocked by an explosion we pan down out front to see this like big rocky form that's got like these two huge like leathery kind of wings just like coated in rubble and it is like ripping its way through the front of the hospital and yelling, Castillo! And the viewers will actually recognize this character. This is Brickbat, Diego LaRocca, who was exposed to mutagenic gases while working in the Castillo silver mine and now lives in this like constant state of pain and blames the Castillos for this, obviously. And having heard that Felipe is in the hospital, probably plans to make sure he's never going to leave. (laughs) Let's move up to a waiting room where Rosa Castillo has just had a little bit of an argument with Ophelia, and now there's been this huge rocking explosion, and I think, like, the lights kind of start flickering, and, like, the emergency lighting comes on. Uh, Rosa, what's up? <laughs> it's a superhero television. I know, but I know, but I was looking at Tell Epifanio, and I was like, ooh, I could have slept with the bat, yes. and I, still, still can. I, I could still sleep with the bat. You, you um, still can do these things. I you can have a flashback. I could have a flashback where I recognize him. Oh, I do like that, though. Would I hear over here, like, nurses, like, saying who it is, like, in the hallway as they ran past so I know who is 
attacking the hospital. You know what? I'll, I'll give you this. I think this waiting room kind of like overlooks the entrance to the hospital so you can just see who it is. Oh, okay. So I recognize the person. So you can like run to the window and look out and see. Yeah. And um, run to the window and put my, my bloodstained gloves against the glass. <laughs> I recognize Diego LaRocca. He and I had a torrid love affair in our in our youth and I recognize him um, vaguely. And because, you know, the mutagenic powers of those gases. Yeah, you can still, like, recognize, like, his facial features. Yeah, because, you know, even though he's been mutated, he's still strangely hot. Like, because it is, like, <laughs> it is a telenovela. Yeah, like, he, he's he's hot in, like, that craggy, like, rocky sort of way. Like. Yeah, but he's, like, conveniently shirtless all the time, and he's really, <laughs> of really buff. Yeah, it's like yeah, that of kind of. He's got, like, those huge leathery, like, bat wing arms, so, like, he can't really wear a shirt properly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I'm going to run <laughs> to the window and fling open the, the, the window and call out to him, Diego! Diego, it's me! It's Rosa Castillo! <laughs> I want to manipulate him. I want him to, like, see the blood on my wedding dress and, like, see, like, my father was forcing me into a marriage that I didn't want and use my old relationship, our old passion, to further inflame him to destroy my father. Okay, so you're basically just trying to, like, inflame his passions. Yeah. So there's a couple of ways you could do this. You know, again, telenovela stuff. It doesn't matter that you're, you know, probably up a couple of floors and he's down there. You can get his attention. Mm-hmm. You're dramatically in this long, bloody, you know, wedding dress. Yeah. You have established that you had an affair at some point with Diego. Is this an ongoing romantic attraction? I think I would have believed he was dead. Yes. Okay. Because of the gases. Because that would have occurred because of a cave-in. And almost no one survived. And he was only working in the mines because he and I wanted to run away together. And we thought that he and I could possibly get enough money from the mines to like run away and not have to be part of the Castillo family anymore. But then uh, my father, Felipe, found out of our plot and purposely placed him in a precarious and poorly supported part of the mine to ensure that he would get trapped. And he, along with several other miners, were caught in the cave-in. And uh, I thought... <laughs> and he told me he was dead. I might have gone too far with that, but No, that's... no, no. We, we're establishing backstory. Yeah. We're, we're learning things about our setting as we go. So he was my first love. My very first love. He and I were meant to run away together. So I guess and the question then is... What do you want to say to Diego now? No, please don't kill my father, even though he kept us apart and tried to force me into an arranged marriage and he let you be transformed into this hideous form. Please don't kill my father. Hideous but sexy. Hideous yet hot, yet strangely hot bat creature that I could never be with again because of reasons. I want to make it look like I'm actually trying to protect my father, but what I'm actually trying to do is like remind him of all the things that he's wronged us of like, Remember when you and I were meant to run away together and start a family, but now we can't because my father kept us apart. But don't kill him, though. (laughs) (laughs) Wink, wink. Nice. I love that. I I don't think I need you really to roll anything for that because... Like, you're not manipulating a superior. You're not really acting with desperation um, because you're trying to make something happen rather than avoid something. Yeah, I think I think seeing you up there and, like, hearing all the terrible things that your father has done just, like, redoubles his assault. Yeah. I think I want to move uh, from there over once more to the Castillo estate. Andrea, you have had coffee thrown in your face. My own coffee, no less. Yeah, what's You've up? you had your fancy rope broken. What is up? <laughs> 
I can't really, I, I feel like Servidor's sort of strength tells me that I can't really like physically do anything to restrain him. Take out his battery. <laughs> I was thinking something along lines like that. Yeah. This would be the perfect time to do a flashback to establish that you previously installed some weakness in my software or something. So yeah. We um, just keep upping the escalation. Here. We do. Just me and you. That's what this game does. <laughs> <laughs> There's only consequences here for me and you specifically. <laughs> yeah, Brickbat's over at the hospital. So yeah. Who cares about the family drama right now? This right? is just security on robot violence. Yeah, this is just employee drama. <laughs> Way more. Well, it's like, it's like, you know, the who shot Felipe Castillo storyline is happening over here. And then, like, we also have this Andrea and Servador showdown happening. It's a, it's a plot, B plot, right? <laughs> classic okay so yeah we're 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 gonna do this we're gonna uh we're gonna reveal that shocking truth so am i revealing shocking truth or flashing back to preparations this would be flashing back to preparations wouldn't it could be depending on Uh, the route i want to go with this so so i tell you what tell us about this flashback and then we'll figure out if it's a you know shocking revelation or a preparation so we've previously already established that andrea hates robots servidor apparently is just completely oblivious to this somehow so yeah we're gonna do a flashback to Years ago, when Servidor first began working at the estate, and Andrea, being very untrustworthy, went and got a uh, some kind of remote device that allows her to basically do a remote shutdown on robots. Sort of like a small EMP device, something to that effect, which is going to be of no consequence to set off in a security room. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. It's fine. <laughs> it only works on my frequencies. So yeah, Andrea's now, we're going to flash back to her talking with some like tech person about this, about the, what this uh, device can do. And he will warn Andrea about all that it will shut down like everything electronic within like a small localized area. Yeah, I'm going to go with that as my flashback. So the questions there are, did you have plenty of time to do this? And did you have someone looking out for trouble? Plenty of time. Absolutely. That's easy to establish. Having someone looking out for trouble besides myself, not necessarily, but Andrea's always been on the lookout, like always like kept an eye on Servidor. But not but not anyone else. But not anyone else. And this is absolutely not handling things without guile. This that's is very that's not head true. on. Okay. So that's that's a roll plus one. That would be an eight. You have either fabricated a piece of evidence, uh, arranged for someone to be in the right place at the right time, or stowed away something hidden. Uh, it feels like this is a stowed away something hidden. Correct, like, yes. So you've probably got like a little secret compartment in the security room that has this. Oh, no, it's on my person. And on a seven to nine, we will mark a condition or I will give you a worse outcome or hard bargain. So do you want to uh, mark a condition or shall I give you an oh, outcome I'll mark or a condition. hard bargain? Okay. You want a meltdown? No, I will not melt down until the next time I take a condition, correct? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's if you would mark a condition and you can't. Right. So now I have all four conditions marked. We will uh, get to that when we get to that. So uh, it's 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 close. It's, it's, it's very it's close. close. So you have this device. I think we get that like establishing shot of you like putting a hand in like your pocket or something and you've got that little device in there. It's like a garage door opener. And I guess the question is, are you, what are you doing with this? Are you just immediately triggering it or are you um, like, gonna threaten servidor dre will pull this out and like step back from the table and be like don't make me use this because i will if you take one wrong move i will use this on you i'm i'm sorry i sort of step back instinctively like what is that this could shut you down in an instant 
There's going to be a big close-up of Servidor's face going, <gasps> You wouldn't. I would. I've never <laughs> trusted you. And now you've proved my suspicions right after all these years? Give me one good reason to not shut you down right now so I can protect this family. Ignacio. I'll give you Ignacio. What? <laughs> you said give you one good reason. That's my reason, Ignacio. I will cut all ties. You will never see us together again. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh shit. I mean, I feel like we need to cut away at this point, at, at the very least. That that's that's like the perfect idea. dramatic moment. That's fair. That's fair. Let's take this moment to have a short commercial break for your neighborhood Applebee's, uh, where you can get such uh, appetizers as uh, Nan, go. Spirally fried rat tails. Nailed it. <laughs> Parmesan and paprika. This is an unconventional food group. Um, I I spaced. I was I was. No, that's fine. That's fine. I was too, they're I like was onion rings. Out. They're like onion rings. They're like onion yeah, rings. they're like onion rings. Only they're rat tails. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking of that rat that got a world prize for saving Cambodians from like landmines, and so all I could think of was Magawa, <laughs> the the hero rat, and so I couldn't like not think about it. I'm sorry. Nice, uh, Jordan. What is the entree that you would pair with that appetizer? Logically, boiled pitless rats. Like I don't. Know what I mean. Does that come with a side? <laughs> How is that my no, question? That's your question. It's part of the it's part of the entree. I got one for Christina. Don't worry. Oh, it's part of the entree. I like the last last episode was like these are actual foods just put together in strange ways, and this time it's like Applebee's eat a rat. <laughs> The side is um, a bowl of fermented fruit. Like, you don't know what fruit it will be, but it's guaranteed that it's <laughs> fermented by sitting in, like, a garbage bag for, like, at least three okay, weeks. Okay, 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 I like Seasonal that. I like that. Garbage yeah. bag fruit surprise. No, that's good. I like that. Uh, awesome. And, uh, Christina, what <laughs> elegant, uh, drink should you pair with this meal? Uh, along the, <laughs> along the lines of Applebee's wide array oh, of so dollaritas. Oh, it doesn't have to be a dollarita? It doesn't have to be, but it should, but it can be, but it's just in that vein. What I imagine is, it's just a margarita that the employees are crying into. It just, it's just the taste of despair. Employee tier margarita. You know what, that is the taste that I would pair with this meal. <laughs> Ask your local Applebee's for rat meal and employee tier it's margarita. It's number two. This was your fault. I, it would 100% is my fault. <laughs> you started this. You know what it was? Is I was trying to think of something else, some other boiled vegetable, and I could not remember the word for Brussels sprouts. And so my brain just went, panic. Deep fried, fried rat, rat tails. tails. Available at your Applebee's. Go check it out. Tell them Apex City sent you. We're going to get our asses to despair. Applebee's. I know we are. We, okay. All right. So welcome back uh, to El Poder de Amor. And I want to get back to the hospital. So Brickbat uh, has forced his way uh, up into the surgical suite. And we are in the middle of a uh, running fight because now the hero known as Moonlight Steel has showed up uh, to protect this hospital from the attack of Brickbat. So they're going at it. And Rosa, question, are you getting in the middle of this? And if so, how so? I'm go I am I'm I'm going to kind of participate uh cuz I do have powers of my own and they are pharokinesis I can move metal with my mind. I'm going to try to do that 
an assist, but I'm going to be purposefully bad at it to provide openings for Diego in, in fighting my brother. So, so you're trying to um, sabotage maybe uh, Moonlight Steel's yeah, fight. Yeah, like here. purposefully like throw things at him that I purposefully miss or um, like tripping and falling or putting myself in harm's way so that my brother has to save me from being accidentally like crushed by a bit of like falling hospital rubble. Okay. Would it would it be safe to say that you're trying to uh, avoid Moonlight Steel stopping Brickbat from killing your dad? Yeah, I am doing that. Seems like you're acting with desperation. Okay, I'm acting with desperation, so I have to do a thing. Yes. Uh, so are you doing this for love? No. Are you doing this for vengeance? Yes. And are you keeping your hands clean? Actually, can it, can it kind of be for love? Because I did love Diego. If you're intending to run away with Diego after this is all over. Oh, no, no, I'm not. This is definitely vengeance. What about like a love of property? <laughs> oh, <laughs> mm, I think that's a I think that's, I think that's stretching it a little bit. What about a love of power? A love of mm, that's more money? ambition than love. <laughs> okay, so definitely vengeance. Okay, definitely but vengeance. definitely vengeance. And honestly, I think that it does sound like you're trying to keep your hands clean because you're not. I am directly like you're kind of like trying to hide your motivation. So I think that works. That's still a plus two. Okay. Aww, oh no! Six. Is there any team in the pool? <laughs> Wrong game. <laughs> At least you get to mark potential. Yeah, no, right. Wrong, wrong game. game. <laughs> so I tell you what, let me let me give you two options. Does Ignacio realize that you're trying to stop him, or do you accidentally hurt Brickbat? I think Ignacio. I think he's going to realize that I used to have feelings for him, and that I am struggling to cause him harm. Okay. So I am purposefully avoiding that line of attack. So I think this is the point where we see Ignacio in his like moonlight steel costume, which is, you know, completely concealing like this, like a full face mask and, you know, costume yeah. and everything. Just like look over at you and like realize that you're not actually in this to stop Brickbat. And then he like gives Diego a hard right cross just right across the jaw, like through the wall, which buys some time. And he stalks over to you and like grabs you by the shoulder and tears his mask off dramatically to show, you know, Ignacio's face under there. And he goes, did you shoot our father, Rosa? Pasión de las Pasiones is written for Magpie Games by Brandon Leon Gambetta. It is made of desperate love, naked ambition, and burning passion. Take a long, hard look in the mirror, and then make the right decision. Rosa Castillo is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjitsu. Andrea de la Cruz is played by Jordan. Servador Dali is played by Christina. Apex City is emceed by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Fitzsimmons. Find them on Instagram at Fitzonomy. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere a wedding is being interrupted in a dramatic fashion. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.